Hello and welcome. This is the Ultra Working Podcast. My name is Chris. And in today's concept episode, we are looking at a fundamental principle of system design. Quote, a complex system that works is invariably found to have evolved from a simple system that worked. The inverse proposition also appears to be true. A complex system designed from scratch never works and cannot be made to work. You have to start over beginning with a simple system. And this is from a book called Systematics, How Systems Really Work and How They Fail by John Gall and is also known as Gall's Law. Um, let's take a look at this sentence again. And there are really two parts that stand out. The first part, a complex system that works is invariably found to have evolved from a simple system that worked. So when you see a complex system out in the world, let's take an example of a car, an airplane, an elevator, really anything, um, maybe, you know, like a look at evolution, you see a an animal in, outside, you see how we have all of these different proteins inside us and all of these different parts and how our nerves and our neurons communicate, highly complex. When you see any complex system out in the world, invariably, they have evolved from a simple system that worked. So you can take a look, for example, at, once again, biology, and you see how cells generate energy, just as an example. And you can trace it all the way back and find that there was a very, very, very early stage of this, like the first time that cells figured out how to produce energy. And then from that, with many, many steps in the evolutionary process, we eventually ended up with, you know, mitochondria and, and all of the different metabolism um, available to us. Um, and the second line here is, A complex system designed from scratch never works and cannot be made to work. And I want to take a look at this second statement and deconstruct it and maybe think about why that would be the case. Why is it not possible to build complex systems from scratch? What is what what happens when we do that? And The main issue, I think, why it's so difficult to build complex systems from scratch is that they're made up, if you look at it, of a lot of different parts inside of the system and also on the outside that communicate with their internal environment and with their external environment. And they, these interconnections and these interdependencies must all be resolved and gotten right with just the right ratios, the right timing, the right order of things. And everything has to be just right for the system to function. And it's almost impossible to simulate this correctly upfront because we don't have complete information. We don't know exactly the timing between components. We don't know exactly the ratio of certain components. If you have ever played a 
you know, a simulation game like SimCity or, um, I don't know, Age of Empires or what would you have? Settlers was one of the really early ones I used to really love and play a lot. You are, you know, you have a factory or you have a production site and it creates a resource and then that resource gets moved to a different um, factory or, you know, a different place and gets used up. And almost always you would find that the system never quite runs perfectly. You know, we produce a little bit too much of this one resource uh, and so it builds up. There's, uh, you don't, there's not enough storage. While at the same time, a different resource somewhere else on the map is actually running low. And it's extremely difficult to, to get everything right. And that is within a world where technically we know all of the rules and we could be calculating exactly how much um, of a resource we produce. In the real world, that is not the case. And it's extremely difficult, as I said, to know a lot of these things in advance. And you really have to get there through an iterative process. Think of it, for example, think of designing an airplane from scratch. And, uh, you know, you have to write, design the, the, the wings and the main body of the aircraft and then all of the navigation systems and all of the cabling and the rotors. Um, imagine having to sort of build that all from scratch without testing it, pl plugging it all together and then hoping that it would fly. I mean, you would not get on that airplane. I'm almost sure and I wouldn't either uh, if, if it was an airplane that I had built. So we basically understand that we have to build something like this by starting with a small version and, and seeing if it works and, and doing some changes until it works. And then we connect it to the next part in the system and we see how those two parts interact. And, and, and only at the very end, when we have all of these different subsystems and we've tested them and they work well with each other, we can sort of get the more complex system, in this case, the airplane, to actually work. And um, yeah, some areas where this is really common is, for example, software development. And this is also an area where the standard approach has really changed a lot. And in the past, companies tried to create large software processes or software development projects basically top down, they would, you know, sit there and they would create a plan. They would line out everything that they wanted to build up front and they would, you know, map it all out on a, on a water, um, fall chart, like months in advance. We're going to build this and then, you know, 12 months from now, we're going to have this part here ready. And these projects almost never worked. They ran massively over, um, their timeline and over budget and very often would produce no functioning software at all. And more modern development projects are focusing on a, on a faster and in, you know, you have heard the term agile, iterative approach to development that's more flexible and that re leads to um, testable software that, that you can iterate and see where you need to improve it. And it's also true for things like business processes. You'll see it in, you know, cybersecurity systems that are very hard 
to um, you know just build and and have and be safe. We have to you know find bugs and fix them, and, and it's a constant evolution to make these systems tighter. And and also manufacturing, you know, building a complex production line for a car is not something that you can do from scratch. You are you know building a first version. You you know hit the on switch. And you run into a million problems that you didn't anticipate, and you improve them, and you and you slowly over many many iterations uh, make this whole process run smoother and increase your output and reduce um, any errors that happen. So I actually didn't know about Gauss Law until maybe three months ago when our CTO Lee Knowlton told me about this law. He pointed me towards this and. I think it's an extremely useful concept to have in your mind whenever you think about building a system, especially when it involves, involves um, not just yourself, but other people. Um, I think it's very, very important to start with a simple version. And once you have figured out how that simple version works, then you can slowly and deliberately start um, increasing the complexity. But don't start by building a very, very complex system because according to Gaul's law, that cannot work, never works, cannot be made to work, and ultimately you would have to start over and begin with a simple system. So save yourself that time and start with a simple system right away. So that's Gaul's law, a fundamental principle of system design. Uh, this was a concept show. My name is Chris. If you do have any uh, concepts or questions on your mind that you want us to explore on the Ultra Working Podcast, please send us an email to podcast at ultraworking.com. And uh, I'll hope to see you again here very soon. As always, be well. <laughs>